Tuesday, 8th of August, 2023. This became known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus. And fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Acts 19, verse 17. In the previous verse, the false exorcists were overpowered by the man who was possessed. They all fled out of the house naked and wounded. Because of this, it next says, This became known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus. As usual, the word all does not necessarily mean all in the absolute sense. In this case, it means any who were willing to hear it. There are people who never get involved in spiritual things. There are people who work all day, come home, and eat dinner, and then go to bed, totally uncaring about anything else outside of their small circle of life. The general statement, Jews and Greeks, gives the sense of the totality of who heard, even if not all Jews and Greeks actually heard. The event occurred, people heard about it, and then they passed that on to others. Eventually, the story generally permeated the entire area of Ephesus. And of those who heard, it next says, And fear fell on them all. This is not unlike what was stated in Acts 5 at the time of the deaths of Ananias and Sapphira. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. Acts 5.11 The people of Ephesus have come to understand one of the traits of the Lord. He is not just merciful and forgiving, but he is also holy. He and his name are to be treated as such. The false exorcists used his name as comparable to any other false god, and from it they learned a lesson. Therefore, certainly among them, as with all who heard, Luke next records, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. This is the purpose of the miracles God did through Paul, and it is the purpose of God allowing the man with the evil spirit to overpower the false exorcists. It is a different thing than what occurs in Luke 9. Now John answered and said, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we forbade him, because he does not follow with us. But Jesus said to him, do not forbid him, for he who is not against us is on our side. Luke 9, 49 and 50 Jesus said that if those in Israel were not against him, they were for him. These guys in Acts 19 were then clearly not for Jesus. But there is a difference. Jesus' earthly ministry to Israel was complete. If these exorcists had succeeded, they could have then stood against Paul, just as Janes and Jambre stood against Moses, thereby hardening Pharaoh's heart. In contrast to them, fear fell on all the Ephesians. In this, the name of Jesus was given its right place of honour among both Jews and Gentiles in order to meet God's purposes. If he wanted those in Ephesus hardened as Pharaoh was, then he may have allowed these men to succeed. Remember what happened in Acts 13, when Elimas the sorcerer stood against Paul, Paul spoke out against him. Then Saul, 
who also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, O full of all deceit and all fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? And now, indeed, the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And immediately a dark mist fell on him, and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Then the proconsul believed, when he saw what had been done, being astonished at the teaching of the Lord. Acts 13.9-12 While in Israel during the time of Jesus' earthly ministry, it would be a completely different paradigm than what later occurred among the Gentile nations. Jesus' name was allowed to be proclaimed even by those who didn't follow him because it still directed people to his ministry, a ministry that was eventually rejected by Israel as a nation. On the other hand, the exaltation of Jesus' name among the Gentiles is of primary importance in it being properly conveyed from place to place. With the Bible complete, there no longer needs to be the same attention placed on this aspect of the ministry of the church. We are to proclaim Jesus, explain our faith in him, and allow the words of scripture to support what we believe. Such things find their proper place when considered from the context of the times in which the events take place. Life application. Today, it is fashionable for people to openly speak against the name of Jesus. It is also normal and acceptable for people to destroy the Bible publicly such as tearing it apart, sinking it in wastewater, burning it, etc. Although this may be upsetting to Christians because of the value we place upon the name of Jesus and the sacredness of the Word of God, it is obviously not something that God stops or interferes with. The context of the times in which we live does not necessitate Him doing so. The Word is written. It is widely available. Doctrine from it can be obtained by going to a reliable church or listening to teachings in an innumerable number of formats via TV, radio, the internet, etc. For those who hear and reject it, they cut themselves off from the means by which God has offered salvation. As long as we are directing people to Jesus through evangelism, and as long as the word is promoted for instruction and doctrine in the faith, we are doing our part in bringing people to Jesus. If God wanted to contend with these people, he would do so. As he doesn't, because the times do not necessitate that he does, then we need to accept that as his decision and not get all bent out of shape at the state of the world and the state of the human heart that rejects him. Remember the words of Gideon. But Joash said to all who stood against him, would you plead for Baal? Would you save him? Let the one who would plead for him be put to death by morning. If he is a god, let him plead for himself, because his altar has been torn down. Therefore, on that day, he called him Jerub Baal, saying, Let Baal plead against him, because he has torn down his altar. Judges 6, 31-32 Just as Baal, if he was a real god, was to plead against one coming against him, 
So the Lord, the true God, will plead against those who come against him at the appropriate time. For now, the times dictate that free will in man allows him to do what God will judge later. Until that day, keep being a proper witness to what you believe. Expressing to others your faith and hope is what is to lead them to a saving knowledge of Jesus. Lord God, help us to rightly think through the times in which we live. May we be faithful servants who are willing to share our faith in you and in the word you have given to us. From there, it is up to those we speak with to decide whether they will believe or not. We don't need external confirmations of the power you possess. The change in the human heart upon accepting the gospel is a demonstration of your power all by itself. Thank you for the hope we possess. Amen.